luck has nothing to do with it. I win all the time because my heart is pure. Right, Frank? You're a vice-ridden degenerate, Pierce. I don't think you even have a heart. You know, I've never hit a woman. You put one hand on her. I was thinking of you, Frank. What are you up to? I'm just lying around. That's the way I feel, too. You mind if I just lie around with you? Not if you use another bunk. Well, we'll make our own clock. First, you put the big hand here, and then the little hand there. You're running a little fast. It's time for another episode of MASH 4077 Podcast. I'm Kenny, and with me today are my good friends Al. Hello. Meds. Gentlemen. We have guest host Harry. Hello, guys. And the wonderful Joyce. Hi, everyone. Today we're going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 10, I Hate a Mystery. This was directed by Hi Averback, written by Hal Dresner. Production code is J306, and it originally aired on November 26, 1972. Ah, the symphony begins. The sultry saxophone splashes of melody. A subtle drum brush for counterpoint. The plunking of cool harp strings. And now, the silver vibes of the gentle swizzle stick. And now, the silver vibes of the gentle swizzle stick. Oh, John? Stizzlestwick not here. Who stole my Stizzlestwick? And as always, we have some terrific guest stars in this episode. Uh, Patrick Adiarty returns as Hojon. And uh, Timothy Brown uh, is back as Spear Chucker Jones. Well, of course, we have Odessa Cleveland as Ginger. And reprising her role as Lieutenant Scorch Linda is Linda Micklejohn, who appeared in eight episodes total of MASH. Bonnie Jones turns up here as Lieutenant Barbara Bannerman. And, of course, we have the wonderful William Christopher as Father Francis Mulcahy. Oh, Frank, for a doctor, that's a very serious diagnosis. Now, now, we all know how competent and dedicated Frank is. That's why he and Hotlip spend every night together in the examination room. It so happens that Major Houlihan and I are studying the treatment of cardiac arrests. I wouldn't mind making a cardiac arrest on Hotlip's. Okay, so plot summary for this episode. A rash of thefts break out in the camp, and missing pieces includes Frank's silver picture frame, Margaret's hairbrush, and Trapper's watch. The camp is searched and everything is found in Hawkeye's locker, leaving the other MASH personnel suspicious of, and or worse, disappointed in Hawkeye. Hawkeye manages to let it be known to the camp where the recovered items have been stored. They, of course, been locked away in Colonel Blake's desk. Now, when the items disappear yet again, Hawkeye summons many of the MASH personnel to the mess tent in the middle of the night in order to reveal the identity of the criminal. After parodying countless detective stories by revealing possible motives other than might have to frame him, jealousy, resentment, etc., he tells the assembled staff that he has tried to treated the items with a chemical which, when it comes into contact with a human being, turns the person's fingernails blue. When Ho-John hides his hands, Hawkeye knows he has found the criminal. Of course, the treatment, uh, chemical treatment story is just a bluff. Ho-John is not punished, however, as he has stolen the items only to raise money to bribe border guards to bring his family from the north to the south. 
Why did you become a doctor, Major? To meet girls. It was the wish of my dear mother, the guiding force of my life, who... The Frame. A sterling silver frame. Take it easy, Frank. You stole her frame, you guys. You've done some terrible things before, but this is the worst. You're fiends. All right, Harry, you want to start with the discussion on this episode? What do you think? Yeah, the plates are back. Oh, God, yeah, here we go. <laughs> the plates are back. <laughs> the plates oh, my are God. Back. <laughs> but did you notice something, though? That the it seemed like the officers had the plates. Yeah, I, I did know. I, I did notice that, that that now only the officers have to have to place and not the enlisted as well. So, well, maybe it's like a privilege thing, a privilege thing like in the navy. <laughs> I don't know. That's cute. What do you think of this episode? I, I really, I really like the episode. There's only one thing that 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 bugs me a little. I mean, people are walking into the into the mess tent. But, Either by the time they are called or before they are called, they never have time to actually oh, get out. Oh, well, you shouldn't mention yeah. that. That's on the behind the scenes. Oh, that is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll mark that one off. Uh, anything else? I, I I don't I don't know if 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 I buy that they they're not punishing Ho Chan in any in mm. in any form 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 or way. I, I think I think it's a it's a little it's 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 measuring measure, measuring crimes with two different levels. And there's a second thing that bugged me a, a little, is, is especially the, the uh, Margaret and Frank with, with their court-martial forms. The court-martial forms, Colonel. Court-martial? Wait a minute. What is this? Are you trying to beat the four-minute frame? If you would just sign right here, Colonel. Oh, come on, Major. He was caught with the goods. At least that's the way General Barker understands it. You call I call Gen- General Barker. Mm. First, of, first of all, they're both so chi so... You would expect that that they would follow the chain of command. She just can't go over Henry's head. It's a violation of army regulations. Yeah, yeah. But but we have we have that the topic in several episodes where she where she or Frank go over Henry's head. That's true. That is true. I actually enjoyed this episode. Uh, I, you know, I, I one thing I did notice is that Ho John was helping out in the in the mess hall. So I'm like, it, you know, does he help just around camp? Or is he just the swamp and he helps occasionally in mess hall? Because he was picking up dishes in the mess hall, which I thought was was interesting. I never noticed that before with him. He's always been in the swamp helping the guys. Uh, I like the return of Father Mulcahy. He's such a cool character, and I was glad to see him brought back uh, with the whole funny scene with the with the chairs, <laughs> the, chair, yeah. the collapsing <laughs> chairs. <laughs> yes, I love when he grabs when he grabs the book. And he says all the answers are in here. I only know that given our circumstances, the best of us can behave in erratic and irresponsible ways. As with everything else, it's all in here. The dictionary? Well, that was fun. Um, you know, the, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it, was a, it was a fun episode. It wasn't really much to it. And like Harry said, you know, it was a little, you know, you had to, you know, suspend your disbelief with that. Hojom was able to do all this without anyone seeing, and the fact that they didn't really, you know, do anything about it. Oh well. So, uh, what's your what are your thoughts, Meds? Uh, I don't like it. I don't like this episode. The reason why I don't like it is because I I just don't believe what happens in it, uh, and mm-hmm. by that I mean suddenly everyone doesn't trust Hawkeye. 
And oh yes, he's a, good he's a point. chief surgeon. He, he's the chief surgeon at this point. He's um, is very fr- he's friends with all the nurses. He gets on well with everyone. His best friend is in the tent with him, and even Trapper doesn't doesn't believe him. And it's it to me, it's like well. You know, you're in a war situation. You've had that incident earlier on where they go and get Henry. So they're obviously a tight family community where they all, you know, love and, and believe in each other. And suddenly Hawkeye is obviously framed because he wouldn't need to steal all that stuff anyway. And they all just they all just don't believe him. There is a nice line when the nurse turns around and says, I'm just disappointed in you. Lieutenant, I've always admired your analytical mind. You're one of the few people who can see things clearly without emotion or prejudice. Let me ask you. I think you did it. Let me rephrase the question. How would you assess my general character? You're cynical and selfish. When you're not in the operating room, all you ever think about is your own pleasure. Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. I'm very disappointed in you, Hawkeye. Not surprised, but disappointed. That I can understand. That's okay. But the mm. fact they all turn on him, and it, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work for me. And I think that with Mash, it's... Okay, you're always going to get the odd episode that that kind of like is is a little bit below par than normal. But on this case, it it really it really is off. It doesn't it doesn't seem like mash at all, and um, I can't I can't forgive that. And I think there's some I hate to be horrible, but being a writer, I don't like to criticise anyone's writing. But there's some lazy writing in this, really is, and um, and I, I can't forgive him for that. So I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have to give it the boo. It's the, the meds patent lady <laughs> the boo. <laughs> no, you know what? That's a good point. I totally. I have a note saying, why is everyone accusing Hawkeye? And they're so turned against him. It's hmm. so uncharacteristic of the entire camp, like you said. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that did bother me. Like I said, you just really have to – it's just kind of like a fun mystery episode. It really has nothing to do with anything. You know, hmm. the characters are out of sorts. And, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, meds. Al, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, I think I'm going to have to jump on board with uh, with you guys. I mean, it was a, it was an enjoyable episode um, uh, in in the fact that it's Mash, you know, and I and I like it because it's Mash. But again, I didn't uh, I didn't think it fit in with the character development. Now we're we're episode ten, right, of the show, mm-hmm. and by this point, you would think that uh, Hawkeye had proved himself to everybody that he's a stand up guy. Yeah, he's a little bit of a womanizer and you know he loves the drink and uh uh the practical joke but thief i don't think so everybody was so quick to jump on board and say yeah mm-hmm. you're a th- thief we don't trust you and i'm gonna hide my stuff um and then yeah. when when hawkeye proves that it wasn't him and that it was actually hojan everybody's like oh, oh okay well we forgive you hojan it's like <laughs> really no it's fine now <laughs> yeah yeah i agree yeah come on uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the thing that got me even more was how quick uh, Hot Lips and uh, Frank forgave Hojan. Oh, yeah, you can keep the brush. I don't care. <laughs> oh, I know. And and and, and uh, Margaret was going crazy because those combs were from her uh, father. My brushes. <gasps> Where are they? Where are my brushes? Margaret, control yourself. They're gone. Somebody took them. Margaret, oh. they're only brushes. No, they're not. My father gave those to me. Right. You know, and she's freaking out, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no biggie. I've got other brushes. Okay. Yeah. You know. And and, uh, and the fact that Hojong was stealing money from Hawkeye. Oh, exactly. Too. Yeah. I'm and, like, wow, okay. <laughs> 
Oh, but I yeah. want to bring my my family down. Oh, that's okay. Well, here you go. <laughs> yeah, Take my yeah. I, I think I think I think like Med said, it was just sloppy writing. I think so too. It, it was just a way to tell a mystery story, uh, like a fun. I, it was fun. It was a fun episode, but you really can't think about it too much, or it bothers yeah. you that all these stupid things are happening and these, you know, people are, aren't acting like they should. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. How about you, Joyce? Any thoughts? Um. Yeah, in the previous episodes, they had started building that relationship with Hojon. So I think that, I mean, you know, like everyone said that, you know, it was the mystery show. and mm-hmm. But I still think that um, based on the other episodes, there wasn't a lot of consistency because he just could have asked them and they all would have helped him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like the part where Hawkeye um, portrayed Sherlock Hawkeye instead of <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. I did enjoy that part. Good evening. Thank you all for coming. I trust you will forgive me for disturbing you at this late hour, but the time has come to unmask the guilty party, the perpetrator of this bad practical joke. We know who the guilty party is. Why do you let him contain yourself, Dr. Burns? Remember the old adage, methinks he doth protest too much. Who does he think he is? The thin man? You dislike me enough to wish me transferred to another base. Preferably an enemy base. But let us not forget Major Houlihan. Tough, ambitious, yet greasy Major Houlihan. Why think of only one culprit? Why not a pair of sweethearts in crime? You're sick. Still? Another colleague resents me because of his consistent losses at the gaming tables. The man's a fruitcake. And yet you, Lieutenant, also had a motive of jealousy because I share my affections among the ladies. You told me I was the only one. Of course, my legendary prowess with the fairer sex was cause for envy on the part of Dr. McIntyre. Legendary. I've seen you strike out in a geisha house. Still, we must remember that the thefts were committed in several places, indicating that the thief had access to the various tents and was perhaps short enough to go unnoticed. There was only one man here short enough to bathe in his own helmet. Right, Radar? Me? I'm not short. (laughs) Let us not overlook the possibility of a mastermind who commands others to do his bidding. Right, Henry? Uh, sign what, Radar? I'm sorry, Pierce. It's going very well. A most perplexing riddle. Calling for the most ingenious of solutions. Thus I made it publicly known that there were fingerprints to be found on the stolen articles. Thereby tempting the criminal to repeat his crime and retrieve his ill-gotten booty. Or his ill-bootengatti. Which he has done. However, in so doing, he has exposed himself. Because I took the precaution of treating the stolen articles with hydrochloric alpha-terracin. What's hydrochloric alpha-terracin? A chemical which is at this moment coloring the culprit's fingernails blue. That was fun. That was a, that was a fun scene, yeah. And you know, this was shot sixth. So, you know, it's only the six episodes shot, so maybe they, they hadn't found the characters yet. You know, they're still working them out, obviously, because it's the first season. Um, 
But, you know, I mean, we can make excuses all we want. It was still not the best written episode. Yeah, I can understand. You know, but, uh, you know, like like Med said, there's always going to be a few that aren't top-notch. Um, you know, but it was, uh, it still was, I think it was an enjoyable episode. And I still, I, this is one episode I can watch over and over again, even though I don't really take it to heart too much. Mm-hmm. I think I can watch it over and over again. It, it's, it's especially McLean Stevenson's physical acting. Mm. The thing with the shower heads, the, the thing with the soot, it always cracks me up. Yeah, a lot of sight <laughs> gags. And, and that makes lot, the, yeah, that definitely. Make, that makes the, the episode really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, that is very, very true. I don't understand why he's looking in the shower head. But <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I mean, other than just for the, other than, yeah, other than for the gag of the water hitting yeah. him, that's the only reason he needs to look in the shower head. And that's, I mean, that's, and that's the reason why I say <laughs> sloppy writing because it's funny. And it is funny. I mean, the, the bit when he, you know he's looking up the chimney and the sort of comes down. McIntyre. Yeah. What's in here? Soot, sir. Soot. Yep. Be the judge of that. <laughs> but the trouble is, it's like you can one you can see it coming before it even even starts, and you know that I don't I, I can't abide that I can't abide yeah. it. And it, it's you know it, it happens all the time I know, but you think no who it's like people when you see them you know using a garden hose and suddenly the water stops. Now, we've all used garden hoses. Have you ever, ever looked in the end of it to see if there's some... Of course you don't. No one does that. Yeah. Henry, this is crazy. Actually, it's past crazy. It's taken a left turn into ludicrous. Look, if you will just tell me what the joke is, then we can let things get back to abnormal around here. Joke? You? I don't have that bizarre sense of humor. Oh, now, weren't you the one who sent General Barker the brownies with the laxative filling? <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for trivia. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You love this part. Let's go ahead and start with meds. Yeah, <laughs> All right, who was in the men's latrine when it blew up? Oh, that was uh, Henry. Yes, it was. Colonel Blake. Very good. Yay! <laughs> All right, this is going to be for Joyce. Who is in second command at the 4077? Frank. Very good. Hey. It is Frank Burns. This is for you, Al. When Klinger marries his first wife, how did the ceremony take place? Uh, via radio or telephone. Yes, by phone. Very good. Hey, well done. Cool. Yeah. All right, here we go. This one's for you, oh, Harry. Oh, where did Trapper and Hawkeye first meet Dr. Borelli? <laughs> in Tokyo. Very good, in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's, a, here's an addition for that, Harry. Who played Dr. Borelli? Uh, Alan Alda's father, Robert Alda. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and in, in, a later ep- in a later episode... With, with we have we have Ellen Alda's father, Ellen Alda, and and Ellen Alda's son. Right. Wow. Wow. Okay. It's from a time when when I used to watch the writings. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. All right. Here we go. Pick a pick a. This one's for me. <clears throat> Harry's gonna read one for me now. So everybody got theirs right. I'm gonna feel horrible if I can't get this right. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. Who, who ran naked through the mess tent when he learned that he was going home? Uh, uh, 
Trapper. Right. Oh, yay! yay. yay. That was a good round. It. We all got it right. Yay. Nice job. All right, so here we go. We're going to do one for our listeners now. Uh, what did Trapper give to Hawkeye as a way of saying goodbye? So that's the question. What did Trapper give to Hawkeye as a way of saying goodbye? That You can send your emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Don't be deceived by these trappings. Underneath them, I'm just an ordinary man who is as prone to temptation as you are. Would you like to talk about it, Father? You're overwrought. It's quite normal, considering the burden you must be carrying. Hmm. In other words, you think I did it, too. All right, it's time for some BTS behind the scenes. We're going to start off with, the plot was presumably inspired by a similar ruse used by the mathematician John Napier to identify a thief among his household staff. Hmm. So that's assuming that's where the story of the whole, you know, ink and chemical and stuff like that. So very cool, Mm -hmm. very interesting. Uh, the title, I Hate a Mystery, is a reference to one of the most popular radio serials of the golden age, I Love a Mystery, created by Carlton E. Morse, about three friends who ran a detective agency. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little That's after your time. <laughs> yeah. After my time. <laughs> 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 and uh, Hojan attends Hawkeye's late night meeting, even though his name isn't called. Yeah, I think Hojan just goes anywhere, though. You know, he's the houseboy. You know, wherever his uh, wherever he's needed, he goes. Uh, and this one, Harry mentioned previously, Lieutenant Bannerman and Radar actually enter the mess tent as their names are being called. Of course, with Radar, this would be typical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that mm-hmm. was just poor, you yeah. know, poor audio. They should have played it a little bit before, you know. It's not. It's not a big deal to me. Uh, first appearance of Radar's teddy bear. It was neither seen in the film nor was it mentioned in the novel. So this is a TV thing only. This yep. teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, that's now at the uh, Smithsonian's Institute. I think. Is it really? Bear. Oh, is it really? Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, al- along with the the interior of um, the swamp, uh, that's in there as well. Nice. That is really cool. I need to go to the Smithsonian now. I was there, and I didn't see it. I didn't know, but I wasn't a huge MASH fan at the time. I would have seeked it out. Yeah. <laughs> Hi Averback directed 19 episodes of MASH. His last was episode 238. Wow, he was, with, he was there a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the first of four appearances by Bonnie Jones as Barbara Bannerman. The last episode she was in is episode number 23. Mm, she's got a cool name, Bonnie Jones. It's a very 1920s, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Bonnie Jones. Uh, We have a continuity fault. Uh, During his inspection of the camp, Henry is soaked on the front, top and back of his head and shoulders. When he walks into the swamp, the top and back of his head are now dry. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's an easy miss, I think. Yeah. You know. Forgivable. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And then we have another continuity. Ho-John is trying to get his mother and sister down from North Korea. But in episode one, the pilot episode, they are close enough that he can duck off from work and tell them about his acceptance to college. But, you know, I think the whole college thing, I mean, obviously he's not going to college. He's still <laughs> he's still with the gang. Hmm. So I just, you know. Yeah, so he's got the, he's got the $2,000 that he, in episode, well, in episode one, right. for him to go to college. He's just got this massive swag of loits <laughs> that he's got, and now they're going to continue giving him money? Hmm. Yeah. I see, I see a rude. 
Like I said, he's saving up to uh, open a Howard Johnson's. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> now, um, now these continuity errors are not to be confused with Meds' incontinence. <laughs> How do you know me too well? <laughs> All right. So, you guys have anything else on this episode? Uh, I hate a mystery. Uh, not one of my favorites, but uh, oh well. Yeah. Yeah, they can't all be winners. Oh, come on, Henry. Now, what do you got to lose? Listen, if we can catch the person that did this, you're liable to get a promotion. Okay. Or better yet, a transfer. A transfer? Well, what do I have to do? This is just between the two of us. Yeah, yeah. All right, now listen carefully. Tomorrow morning, the supply chopper is coming in here with the necessary equipment for me to lift the fingerprints off the stolen articles. Uh-huh. Give me those articles for one hour and we'll have our thief. Pierce, that stuff is safely locked in my desk. And th- what? That stuff is safely locked in my desk, and that's where it's going to stay. Okay, Henry, if that's the way you want it. That's the way I want it. And thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. You can find MASH 4077 Podcast all over the internet. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 Podcast. And go to our website, and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And why not read some amazing blogs on our blog spot at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. You can send us an email at mash4077podcast at gmail.com. I make it so easy. Mash4077podcast. I think everything <laughs> is mash4077podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so I think that is going to do it for this episode. I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. I'm Al. I'm Harry. And I'm Joyce. We'll be seeing ya. Now, do you have enough stuff to bring your mother and sister here? Oh, yes, because I have money, too. Yeah, well, how much money can you have? 300 and almost $10. Isn't that fantastic? This kid only makes a couple of bucks a week. But he's been putting aside his nickels and pennies and stealing my poker winnings. Oh, so I could bring my other sister and my baby brother. Forget and it, my Hawk. Old I didn't bring too many of them. Come on, let's my, go. Come on. I'll make you a martini. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not. Well, I'm not sure. My mother was a little short. Hi, I'm Al. And I'm Joyce. And, and we're, we're huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known and often overlooked gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks that we've uncovered over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. Check out Tales from the Mouse House. In iTunes. Hello there, my name is Meds. And this is David Frost. You're not David Frost. Oh, all right, I mean, this is Mark. And we are the... Pre- Mark? All right, get on with it. Okay. And we're the presenters of Waffle on Podcast. And we like to talk about... Crap. TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. Would you say it's crap? 
So maybe, really? <laughs> Especially the British stuff. But we're having a podcast about that, so let's move up on that. Unbelievable. You can find us at http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. Do not smile when I say the word colon. Oh, I'm not. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. And this was uh, about... All right, so we can be found on the web. Uh, I lost my page. <laughs> uh, yeah. So with... Um, oh, I'm reading my wrong notes, man. I need Again? To stay up, yeah. So you can find MASH 4077... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and our buddy and our buddy I'll be your buddy <laughs> my buddy my buddy wherever I go she okay I'm sorry